Oh, Modern Problem Show. Mm. Broadcasting live from Royal Fox Studio, 415 Howe Ave, Shelton, Connecticut. We got a big show for you tonight, but let me introduce you to the cast of characters. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, all right. (laughs) Well, he's not here tonight because he has a dojo match. The engineer... The producer extraordinaire, Shogun. So sad. Acha. Diagonal for me, Mike Tepper, the hot stepper. Hello out there in podcast land. To the right of me. Give it up for gentle. Thank you, Davy Love. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, tonight we got a big show. We got Edible D. We're gonna talk about THC and cooking with uh, mushrooms and uh, a lot of stuff like that. Should we give it up for our sponsors? Let's give it up for our sponsors. All right. After you're stressed out about that little intro here, we got to give it up for The Remedy. 43 North Colony Road, Wallingford, Connecticut. Connecticut's first and only CBD craft store. Go in there and tell Alex and TJ Modern Problem Show sent you there. And if you don't feel like getting out because COVID is going crazy, you can hit the remedy.care. Ooh, yeah. Mike Tepper... Tell them about High AF Coffee. You want to know about High AF? You want to know about High AF? Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Ooh, I clipped, it, clipped out on that one. Edit that, Lou. Edit it. Keep it. Or don't. Leave it in. Leave it in. We're talking about High AF Coffee, baby. The tastiest, smoothest coffee around. Shit Gets me percolating. up off the ground, son. Go visit them at iafcoffee.com and get you some. Shit is percolating. Percolating, percolating. Oh, yeah. Gentle, tell them about Royal Fox Studio. Uh, well, it's my favorite studio so far ever, and Lou is terribly missed tonight when he's not here in his shiny little face. And it's wonderful. Oh, your face is shiny, bro. You gotta blot that. In his shiny little face. RoyalFoxStudio.com. <laughs> Check them out. Best studio around. 415 How Ave. Oh, yeah. Best production around. Connecticut's best podcast Slim studio Jim. service. <laughs> Hello, Modern Problem Show. Hey. Hey, D, how are you? Or should we call hey, you, you Edible D? Which would you prefer? <laughs> Uh, D's, D's fine. Edible D's good. All right. All right. Well, let me introduce you to the cast of characters on Modern Problem Show. Are you ready? Sure. All right. Across from me, we got Mike Tepper, the hot stepper. Hey, D, how you doing? <laughs> nice to meet you, hot stepper. <laughs> <laughs> and then next to me, we have Jen Tull in the house. Hi, D. Hi, Jen. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. So you were just at a cannabis uh function correct and with carlos santana 
it was Prohibition Partners, and yet as one of the panelists as well, it's a um, cannabis and psychedelic uh, conference and webinar. Oh wow! Cool. Yeah, it has the uh, the pioneers in the industry and the ones been making our marks for a while, and that's they're based out of the UK. So it was an excellent interview too. It was it was a good panel. Oh wow! Now, are you excited that uh, the country is turning more into uh, cannabis? Uh, happy zone now <laughs> um overall yes there are the cons there's always the cons but um the pros definitely outweigh outweigh them so I'm, I'm happy that with legalization more and more people are getting out of prison imprisonment right and um, i am happy that more and more that now it is uh the new trend of, of you know you're not going to get arrested or have difficulties or problems with the law, with small possessions and stuff like that, it's and also that quality medicine is available. Right. Um, you know that. So all of those are are excellent. The only thing, How, that, the only thing that kind of scares me is the government being in control of the grow. That's the only thing that scares me. Um. I. You know. I work. I work with uh, Colombia and mm -hmm. uh, South America, and uh, their their government runs. Um, Run, uh, is where the cannabis is uh, ran through their government. So you need, there's pros and cons with that. You see, um, we just like with everything. I, I do not want, uh, I'm a fan of less government control. Right, right. Um, especially in anything that has to do with what we put in our bodies. Uh, I think we've seen enough of uh, downfall and um, horrible chemical you know, imbalances and chemical poisonings happening with what they've done to GMOs, Monsanto, um, Big Pharma. I mean, it just kind of seems like with what they've done to food and medicine that our whole world is chemically imbalanced, mainly in the United States because right. of our food and medicine, um, because our food and medicine isn't allowed in most other countries. I find that funny. Um, yeah. But... But, you know, so I do hope that cannabis never gets in control of uh, of our government. And uh, I, I do hope that it's more ran by the states and the people. Um, right. But it, it is happy to now see that nature is finally getting legalized. Yeah, uh, that's never sure. thought I'd be alive to see the day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that uh, the funny thing is the way this election was, anybody could have run in and say they were going to legalize uh cannabis and they would have taken out both the old dudes with one one <laughs> thing you know one hit what would have been a one hit win oh gosh we just never have a good choice ever like I, I, but not since i've been alive there's not been one good candidate where i'm like wholeheartedly on his side right <laughs> like right. yes we are saved i haven't looked at one of these clowns as saviors so it's always but, kind of like that you just kind of be like eh, you know that's Really, lesser of two evils, which is... And I, and I don't like the lesser of two evil choice. I, I mean, know. I, I realize that we have to make a choice. What does what that saying goes is um, uh, what the, 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 the roads are filled with flat squirrels that couldn't make a choice of which <laughs> side of the road to go on. Right, know? right, right, right. So I realize we have to make the choice, but it's just... Uh, I, I wish so much of it wasn't... You know, like just the, the the fake news and the media propaganda, like if it actually wasn't so much into how much money is behind them and how much backing like popularity contests. We've all seen the power of what the television and good marketing can do. I mean, you could have 
one product in four different boxes and the one with more money behind him in the well-marketed box is the one that's going to outlast the rest. And I'm just really, it is tiring to see our world so greedy and right. um, so money driven. And it's sad too that along with the legalization of cannabis in all these uh, states is that the minorities aren't represented in the ownership of all no. these places. Like there's no. <laughs> so many hoops you got to jump through and it's like against against any minority to start something up. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, women's uh, presence in the industries as well. Right. Um, also minority uh, ownership. It's just um, what lately, just within the past five years, ever since, because uh, I've, I've been in the cannabis industry since 06. So mm. I've, been, I've been in since before the labs opened and, you know, with, with my work with, uh, with Be Real and Cypress Hill and, right. um, um, you know, that, you know, before prop, that was prop 215 before prop 64 entered. And, you know, now you're just seeing a, a new wave of, I like to call them the corporate cannabis criminals that just, you know, they've just came in and they've turned our, our, they've turned our collectives into Apple stores and they, you know, that I feel like the quality uh, lot, lots of things. I, I, I've seen a lot of pioneers and a lot of mom and shop, pop, mom and pop shops shut their doors, being forced to because they can't afford these outrageous prices for these licenses. Right, and it's causing a lot of the pioneers and the people that stuck through it that we all went through raids. We've all had our all of our thefts, property stolen, plants stolen, DEA, you name it. We've you know we've all still stuck it out and it's just really sad to see that you know we weren't given the proper chance due to these large costs for these licenses and um and kind of what's happening that we all call it the cannabis apocalypse the florida uh, i think has it the worst though i think there's real shady deal there where there's like one guy and he's connected with someone that would be early the boris with the yeah the, they are the only distributor of cannabis in the whole state of florida Right. Wow. Yeah. And actually Cure Leaf uh, with Boris is the, I'm, I believe is the um, CEO. I worked with them for a, a little bit. I had my show at their, one of their dispensaries out here in Las Vegas. And um, yeah, they have the most licenses in our country. Wow. That's, that, that's amazing. That is amazing. The Walmart of uh, weed, if you want to call them that. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't strive to be a Walmart owner myself. But, uh, yeah, no, no one will, or or Amazon right now. Although I would like to have the Amazon money, though. <laughs> well, you, you know, like what, what was a movie I just watched? Uh, Entrapment. You know, it's Sean Connery, rest, rest in rest in power. But uh, started watching some of his movies, and he had a saying where um, it was like an eight million dollar job. And he's all like, I thought you said one billion. And she said, no, that's your share. And he goes, what can you do with, you know, what, like, what can you do with seven billion that you can't do with four? Right, right. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, there's only a certain amount of wealth. And like, and it's, and it's just also, it's like, what are you doing with that wealth? You're not going to die with that money. You're, you know, your, your kids, it's everything. Like, what are you doing for your communities? What have you been doing with your employees? Like my staff is like my family and, you know, I've, like, uh, are your staff well treated? I don't think so. I don't think Je Jeff Bezos has had quite a lot of uh, what strikes and employee strikes go on with his conditions that he treat that you know he keeps his his warehouses and so right. you know it just yeah. 
I don't know. I'm not a fan of the multi-billionaires. I just don't think that there should be any of them. It's uh, I think that I think once you hit 999 million that you should just get a trophy that says I beat capitalism and the rest of the money that you ever make goes back to the communities. Yeah, that would be good. That would definitely Wouldn't be it? Good. Our road our roadways would be in backlit. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> now your your cookbook, The Happy Chef, uh THC. How did, yes. did how many uh walls did you have to uh knock down to get that book out there in that oh. time? I mean, like it's an amazing cookbook, definitely. But in two thousand fourteen you had to like push boundaries a little bit on that, I would say. I- I, I, I did, I did, and I had a very, um, I had a, I had an uncomfortable phone call with my father, and <laughs> kind of put me in a little bit of panic. I, I think, because um, I'm originally from Virginia, and so, you know, it's still not uh, moved as much in the green area. I, ho- I hope it will one day. What part of Virginia? Um, uh, Franklin County area, uh, in the Appalachian Mountains. Oh, okay, so, all right. I have all family yeah, but- down south, so. I heard oh, the southern okay. accent in there. I was expecting a y'all in there. I was like, whoa, yep. threw me for a loop here. Yeah, the the y'all pops out quite often. Um, but I have family all over Virginia Beach, Norfolk, and um, you know, with with Virginia's weather and just their soil and just everything, they're just prime for hemp and cannabis to just do and also they have the largest naval base in the world, so veterans can be allowed to have this medicine as well. Right. You know, Virginia would definitely be a strong staple uh cemented in our in our industry with just the climate and every and just what they have. Um, but you know, when I moved from Virginia, uh, you know, in 06 and I moved out west, I think my world I I was kind of almost living in a bubble, you know, and especially you know, working in it with uh, with with Be Real and Cypress Hill, and it's a uh, California. It's the wild, wild west. You can smoke pretty much wherever. Right. And um, so when I was pu- when I was writing my cookbook, and I was publishing it, I was you know, of course, I, I asked B for the endorsement, and you know, he was going to be on the cover, and you know, he said he's like, well, why don't you be on the cover? And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, heck, yeah, like, I'll put, put myself on the cover, not realizing that it's still federally illegal. And, uh, <laughs> and, and and I just I don't even know what I was thinking. I'll tell you, I wasn't thinking it was a happy accident, as I call it now. But right. um, so I printed the first runs and it had me, uh, Cypress Hill's face right on it and mine right in the foreground. And I got to hold it in my hands and I was so proud. And I sent, I sent a copy to my parents and my father called me and he, and you know, my parents, they knew what I, what very well, what I did. The first time I've ever extracted cannabis, I did it with moonshine because I'm from Franklin <laughs> County, Virginia, where moonshine, <laughs> where moonshine is made. Yeah. And so, you know, they knew then and it's just, but they did, you know, tell white lies to their friends about what I did. I was, you know, I was a pharmaceutical rep. I was a independent contractor for some company, you know? Right, right, right. And, uh, <clears throat> but when, uh, when I sent my father, my book, he called me and he said, I can't believe you did this. You put your face on a weed cookbook. <laughs> do you just want, do you just want my, your mother and I to come visit you in some prison out West in California? And I'm just like, Oh my God, I did not even think about that. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> and I know how tight the Southern families are down there. You basically were probably blackballed down there after. 
Oh God, yeah, it was um, it was definitely interesting. Now it's now it's almost I feel like I'm just the source of information. Now that the the rush happened and CBD just made its you know huge debut and is on the news every day. Now it's all my mother and father's friends and all my friends and cousins I grew up with are like, "But what's about this CBD? What's going on with this?" Like you know, like I, I've all of a sudden I'm a, I'm a doctor now. It's like I got a back problem. Will CBD work for that? D like <laughs> what we what, what should we call you for? I have a little skin condition. Like what can I do here? I'm like. Yeah. Oh. I, I think it, it is funny how it's times have changed. Like my parents, I'm waiting until the time that that you have those commercials with like Pat Sajak in the afternoon where the old people are just hanging out and they're like, oh, try CBD. You know, like that would be perfect time for it. not like, you know, reverse mortgage loans and all the other stuff. But it's almost like outside all the old people are all getting into it, but it's like they're buying it like we bought weed back in the day, you know? Psst, you yeah. got any of that CBD? You know, shh, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Like, <laughs> don't tell anyone. Shh. Shh. Oh, and, and, then, and then now, you know, because back in the day when we were buying it, you, you know, you were talking, and they either they had the swag or they had the chronic. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it, it was, those were your choices, right? And, and you know, and you always got upselled. You know, it's like that Cat Williams joke, like, oh, remember that stuff I sold you last week? Shh, that's nothing compared to this stuff. <laughs> it's you know, the now, same now you have the hemp hustlers doing that with CBD. It's like, oh, you bought gas station CBD? Bro, oh, you're yeah. dead to me. You're oh, yeah. dead to me. Exactly. Like, you you gotta get on it over here. You gotta do. You know, let me hook you up. Let me. Yeah. That is the swag of CBD. Gas station CBD. I agree with you on that one. That is funny. Like, when I was growing up, it had like a couple names. There was a funny one. You probably heard down south. Monkey rope. I had someone tell me that in college in South Carolina. <laughs> Hey, buddy, don't worry, buddy. I got some real good stuff. There's some monkey rope right here. And I'm like, what the fuck? It was a swag, you know. Definitely swag. <laughs> and now everything has all different types of names, which was what I was getting to with the next question. What is your favorite strain to cook with? Are you more Ooh. indica or a sativa or a hybrid? Uh, are you asking me for me, myself, and I personally? Yes. Because obviously, commercially, I have to make it for a variety of ailments. Gotcha, and yes. Classes. For myself, I am a heavy indica girl. All right. All right. Good, good. I am. I, I love my insane OG. Um, that one's a definite heavy hitter. I love Larry OG. Um, just, oh, just give me old, old a Kush. Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. OG Kush is always, always, you know, old faithful. Uh, even Blackberry. But um, Sugar Mom OG is another good one. But sativas, sometimes they just give me a little bit of arrhythmia, make my heart race. That right. I, I, I think I'm too up of a person, of a personality, yeah. that I need something to take me down a little bit. I, plus, I want something that's going to relax me. And uh, an overthinking mind needs to rest sometimes. Especially so. in 2020. I mean, this is the question we ask every single one of our guests. Indica or sativa for 2020? What's your favorite strain? And two people have said sativa, which shocked me, because yeah. I can't believe, I would rather be relaxed. I don't need to be up for anything. Anytime you turn on the news, walk outside and see people with masks and social distance, nothing going on, you want some indica. <laughs> Let's forget about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless uh, unless I'm looking at it like, well, honey, I'm going to get some stuff done today. Let me build a fence and fix the roof <laughs> and you know, go... 
go, let me go work on the cars. I know we need new flooring, right? Like, unless you're just bombarding yourself with home projects, then yes, I would say uh, Indica for sure. Just such great for like the stress relief. It definitely relaxes you. Um, Mind and body. I mean, there's reasons why they nicknamed it Indica Couch. That's right. (laughs) And and to me, I think sativa is funny because we, when you see someone real high on some really good sativa, you start to question if they really smoked weed or they dabbled with some cra- crystal meth or crack, you know, because <laughs> they act <laughs> oh, you, the same way. So you're talking about like green crack, like the yes. fact that they oh, mean yeah. Green, yeah. Like oh yeah. Crack. People um, start cleaning. They start organizing things they never organized in years. They're like, "Oh, do you like this book over here? Uh, it's you just moved it to the left a little bit. Oh, but I think mm-hmm. you should move it this way." And next thing you know, <laughs> they got aluminum foil on the windows, and they're freaking out and call nine one one. I need that. I've had experiences with people like that with sativa. It's funny. Uh, yeah, no, it's just the same. Uh, that's how I am with the cheeses. You know, you would have thought I was just on meth if anybody gave me. <laughs> Head cheese, and I'm just like, oh gosh, what's this over here? Doesn't that look dirty? I think I need to clean this. Like, have I cleaned above the fridge in a minute? I don't think I have. Like, somebody hand me this. It's like all of a sudden I'm talking like a gerbil. <laughs> or you're watching something on TV and then forget what you were watching or even watch because you look down at your phone. It felt like a minute, but it was really like two hours. That's happened <laughs> to me a ton of times. Because that's safe now, you know? Like the old days we, when when we were buying the stuff where it was either swag or monkey rope or whatever, that's where you're driving around and you like stop and it's driving. You're kind of like, hey, am I, I must be going too fast and you're only going like 20 miles an hour. That's like the version of that now. Like now people look at their phone and they think they're doing something, but they've been staring at their phone for like two hours, the same shit. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep, we've all definitely been there. And, you know, that's part of the problem that I'll also have with uh, with dosing people on edibles, too. You know, oh, it depends. Yeah. It's like, it's like do, do you guys want to open portals or do you just have a little bit of problems with arthritis? Like, what, what kind of level do you want me to dose you at today? See, I would eat your edibles, but I've eaten edibles and I've had, like, I wouldn't say they're bad experiences. I just say now that I, I eat edibles the way I used to trip acid. I like to, like, be alone, not around anyone off somewhere in case things get a little crazy. Because <laughs> I had one experience I'll tell you about. I ate some cornbread and our keyboard oh, player, yeah. me and Tepper, uh, he, our keyboard player in the band, and I managed the band, He, I hadn't eaten all day and he's like, oh, I made some cornbread. And I was like, cool. And he gave me a big slice of it and I was so hungry. I thought, it was, I said, is this sweet cornbread? Because you know being from the South, up here in the north and everywhere else it's like corn cake it's not cornbread you know so the i meant is it sweet or not he was like no it's regular i ate the whole thing he told me it was supposed to last for like three weeks i was standing in the same place dancing tripping balls (laughs) high as hell off the edible for like six hours it was ridiculous and the lead singer had eaten the same same amount I did, and he's laughing at me, pointing at me on stage in the middle of the show, not knowing his words, thinking I'm the high one. <laughs> that was the experience. But yours, uh, I think I would eat, because you'd be able to tell me like how I'm going to feel, what, what uh, dose it is, I'm going to melt my face, or I'm going to be totally chill, or whatever. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, I'm pretty good. I'm very good now at dosing um, people. I'm definitely confident in being able to dose people right now. But, you know, getting through that barrier of the, of the everyone's had a bad edible experience 
barrier that, um, you know, it's just like, um, I'm, I'm like, oh, here, oh, you have a headache or like, I don't, oh, calm down, you know, here, here, take this. And they're all like, no, I ate a brownie once in oh, college. Yeah. And I'm all like, <laughs> who made that brownie though? <laughs> right, right, right. Like, where is your math? Did you just grind it up and throw it in there? Or <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've had some brownies that took me to another fucking planet, man. Like, holy shit. That's bad. Yeah. That's bad. Oh, uh, Gentel has a question for you. Okay, D, here's my question. Speaking of brownies, I bought one at a bodega for five dollars in the city in Manhattan. And I thought my um, ex-husband's band was Pearl Jam. They were so good. So here's my question. How long does it take once you eat an edible for it to before you start eating more because it doesn't affect you? I was doing 10 minutes and I don't think that's proper. Is it 20? Uh, okay. Is it- <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a bombshell question. It all yeah. depends on what they've had to eat that day. Yeah. Uh, you know how when you'll take some c- certain pharmaceuticals, the way your stomach acids and the way your liver and everything breaks down that medicine, they'll tell you to take this, uh, take this before you eat, take this with food. Uh-huh. You know, usually they say that. Same thing as what I say with edibles. I always suggest people to take it before they eat on an empty stomach because you'll be able to judge it faster of when it actually hits you. Right. So you've really um, got to know because, the chemistry. Because if not. If if you guys just ate a full dinner, you know, steak and potatoes, it'll be 45 minutes to two hours before you feel anything because your body has to digest that steak and potatoes before it gets to, you know, that gum, that brownie. Wow. Oh, that, that's really good advice. Thank you. I had, I had a gummy the other day and I was like, oh God. Now I got a question for you. You got a new book coming out or it's out now, right? Delict Dishes. (laughs) Yeah, Delic Dishes. Yes. That came out in July, and it actually, the print version just came out this month. Ah, now cooking with uh, mushrooms and uh, psychedelics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How hard is that to do? Well, I'll tell you, it's a, it's a lot less challenging for me if this um, if this goes the way I believe it's going to go. I, you know, we had the green rush, and I think we're going to have the magic rush next. Yes. So, mm. um uh, commercially, it would be a lot a lot easier for products to really hit the shelves because psilocybin itself is water soluble, whereas uh, cannabis or delta nine THC is not. It ha- it's only fat soluble, so you have to bind it with you know fats like uh, saturated fats like coconut oil and butters and um, and oils, or you you, know, you have to do uh, alcohol extraction with heavy solvents like butane or CO two stuff like that. So there's it's a lot less to do when you're coming when you're developing products when something's water soluble and water emulsified. So it's, it's it, everything's more homogenous than mm. when you have to deal with something that's not. So when it comes to extracting, it's 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 simpler except for um, they are organic and uh, they are magic. Um, I I just for like how you said you like to be alone. That's how I am with with mushrooms. I I microdose every day. Right. Um. But a microdose, you do not trip. You do not hallucinate whatsoever. Right. It, it's almost like a natural caffeine uh, happy supplement. It, it's just great for depression, and it honestly puts a lot more pep in my step. And it's just it's great brain food. Mm. Um, I do feel like my brain works a lot faster, and I do get a lot more done. So um, there's that as- aspect. And then you have, like I, I call it the, med- the meditation dose, where I would like to do – like anywhere like around like a 0.7 like or a gram around. And that's when I like to pour myself a hot bath and kind of do some head work and like 
meditative state, like even go hiking. Right. Uh, you know, stuff like that. And then, then, then I have the shaman dose, which that's when you want to open portals and, you know, mm-hmm. me, Elvis, possibly go to Saturn, you know, dance on some <laughs> rings. That's what nice. you want. Um, but you know, it, it definitely depends, uh, which way you make it. I definitely think that mushrooms are a great therapeutic tool. Um, it, 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 you know, I think, I think a lot, a lot of people in the world need some ego killers, killers. And, um, that's what we call them is, uh, I think, it, I think it, for, for many to get outside of themselves a little bit and drop their ego a little bit and have a little bit more empathy. Mm-hmm. I think, that would do, I think that would do well for our entire world I to, agree. Um, to have a dose of that I, i'm with joe rogan just put dmt in the water supply <laughs> <laughs> i think i watched something on uh 60 minutes a couple weeks ago about uh micro dosing and they had this woman who but she wasn't they said it was micro dosing but she said what cured her depression she's dying of cancer but uh what's cured her depression about dealing with it was she they they held her in a room i guess and they let her trip and they made sure she was protected but when she came out of the trip she had no more depression like they had the dose all scheduled out for that and they had all huge success rate with this yeah yeah there's a, there, there's been lots of anecdotal as well as clinical studies from university of miami to other countries for you know, 20, 30, 40 years on the benefits of psilocybin and when it comes to combating depression. But then also there's been, you know, huge cases where, um, you know, which what comes along with depression, usually some kind of addiction. Right. Uh, Just want to numb the pain. You're right. You want to numb, you want to get rid of those thoughts. So another great side effect for mushrooms is that you, you don't want to drink on it. Uh, I had another, uh, patient that she quit smoking cigarettes uh with the use of microdosing mushrooms wow she never wanted a cigarette and she did she's like and i don't drink fairly anymore she's like i might have a, a glass of wine a week wow so it definitely changes your appetite for certain um uh, for certain things that, i think it's amazing like how far things have come and and to see like so far how the movement how you're pushing it um you have like the spice kits uh, available yes yes that's a collaboration i'm doing with a uh beautiful woman uh her name is uh, bella ferrari she owns lit spices mm. and um she has uh she actually was diagnosed with uh, adult epilepsy um she was 23 i think when she um, started having seizures and she was having them every day wow and and uh, got to a point where, you know, she ended up losing her health insurance. Uh, she was going to lose her health insurance and the money that they were that uh, for the prescription that the doctors prescribed her for her seizure medicine um, was outrageously expensive. And so, you know, she was just like, and, you know, so then she started trying CBD and she didn't have a seizure for a month. And so she was just like, okay. And she was taking CBD with her seizure medicine. So then she started like slowly weaning herself off. And then now she's for over a year and a half, she's been, hasn't had one seizure and she takes her CBD every day. Mm, And, um, yeah. And like, and her spices are excellent. The blends and the formulations are great. I'm actually working with her on developing, uh, more, uh, more of the line. Right. And, uh, uh, we just launched uh, the honey churro seasoning, so that's the first sweet mix to get on there. So that's how we're doing the 
the gift bundles for the holidays. So I saw doing... that. I saw that you got the sugar and spice one set up with the the honey churro. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, they all come with uh, the first edition of the Happy Chef Cookbook with uh, Be Real Cypress Hill's album in there as a free download. So thought it'd be a good, you know, you have a little, so you have your spices to go with a bu- uh, bunch of recipes and jam out on some music while you're at it. That's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. When are you heading uh, into the New York City area? Uh, if our, if COVID ever allows, I would, <laughs> I would love to be able to travel again and get up to New York. That would be beautiful. Yeah. Um, we would love to have you in studio. Definitely. Next time. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoy it as, uh, the last time I was in New York, I was doing a consult in Long Island. Um, so, and that was 2016. So it's been a minute since I've been in New York. Yeah, we'll just make Garrett Scheider pick you up. How about that? <laughs> yes, please. We'll make get, him... get Star Child. <laughs> yeah, Star Child Jr. We'll make sure he picks you up. I'm gonna break his balls now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that man. Oh yeah, uh, me too. I, I, I miss seeing them all the time. Him and uh, him and George and Brandy and Denzel. They're all just such amazing people. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now, are you doing? Is uh. Now I know you were doing uh, the Cooking on High on Netflix. Are you? Are there any more uh, shows coming up, or are you working on any shows? Because I think you should, from what I've seen and everything, I think you would be an awesome hot Martha Stewart with THC and uh, <laughs> and mushrooms and all that would be great. I would, you know, I, I would love to be be as, you know, be a name like um, like Martha one day. That that would definitely is something that I'm that I'm striving for. But um, I did finish one series that I finished over June that should be coming out. Mm. Uh, I can't announce it yet. Okay. But but I do have one that that I film that's in editing right now, so that'll probably be launching early in 2021. And then um, I just got hit up by another network to do another series. So yeah, f- filming's definitely still taking place. Oh, that's awesome. I, I, uh, I hope I'm going to go ahead and say this out loud on, on, uh, on this podcast, just so that it manifests and comes to me. But, um, I would love to get, uh, to be more creative in the writing for these shows because, um, I do find them to be, especially the cooking shows. Sometimes I feel like they, they've cheech and chonged it out a lot. Right. You know? I agree. It's like I, I want them to put a little bit more science in there so that, you know, cause I, I'm trying, uh, I've already had to fight so long just to keep edibles around still, you know, for a while when these States were starting to legalize, you know, the edible consumption wasn't a part of the plan because it, it, there was, you know, is too kid friendly. We had the, you know, the gummy bear molds and everything that were in there were banning molds all like left and right. So uh, the more information, the more education that patients and consumers have is just the betterment of the entire industry. Um, Surpassing these stigmas. And uh, I, I, I would love to be more on the writing side when it came to a new project, a new show. Maybe, maybe somebody's got a, got an idea, and mm. uh, hopefully, get something cooking there. Yeah, I think it would be a good thing. I don't know why anyone hasn't jumped on it. I think they're gonna like. I'm not gonna lie. I like Martha Stewart a little bit, but I, I think that she's jumping on that green rush, like you're saying now. You know, like I, she's, I would. She's got, she's got a line of like CBD gummies now. I think. Well, she's in right? partners yeah. with uh, Snoop Dogg. They're yeah, doing stuff yeah. together. Um, 
Yeah, and and you know that's the thing. It's Which just... is good, but I think it's like the commercial, like the green rush, like you're talking about. I would rather buy stuff from you and watch from you, who knows all the stuff, the science behind it, and everything else, than just Martha Stewart making a well, rib yeah, roast. You, with, you got you, you know, got you got to be like the, like like the herb Alton Brown. You know, like this is the science of what it is. Right. Which people, if they're gonna cook with it, should know anyway, because if you're gonna be cooking on your own, you should know how to dose yourself. You know. Uh, exactly. Like when I, you know, when I'm cooking with it, I want to break down like all the compounds in the plant and right. tell you why they're affecting you the way they're doing. I want to tell you that, you know, beta caryophyllene and lanolol and myrosine and all these compounds that you're eating in the cannabis, you're also eating in the dish and you're actually enhancing its effects and doubling mm. the dose. Like I want, you know, I want to t t take people to weed college. I want to Hell take yeah. people to herbal <laughs> school and teach them about like that. You're, you know, Hippocrates food is thy medicine. Medicine is thy food. Right. And, and, you know, it's like the eating more of a plant-based medicine. I tell people all the time, I can like, uh, I can give you a glass of carrot juice and you will get high. You will feel a high from it. Mm. You know, same thing as I give you orange juice. It gives you what energy limits mm -hmm. give you energy. Right. It's also that has limonene in it. So limonene is also in many strains of, of you know, the sativa hybrid families, a lot of strains of cannabis. Yeah. And it is known what it is known as sativa. So it's awake. Ooh, kind of like orange juice. And then it's also known to be antibacterial like lemons. Oh, why is my pledge and all of my cleaners lemon scented? Mm. Maybe because it's antibacterial. So, you know, when you start giving people these correlations, these synergies between food, then it might may I, I have strong i'm pretty confident on it it may get people to also make better choices in the food that they consume because i'll tell her i tell you right now there's a lot of benefits to eating a plant-based diet um, because the compounds that are in the in those plants that you're eating are also in cannabis right and all of them have medical benefits so you're almost doubling your dose by eating well so i tell people you will get higher eating plant-based with cannabis than mm. you will me giving you cannabis and you eating a Big Mac. Well, yeah. There's no terpenes in that Big Mac McDonald's sandwich. None. It None. just sponges no. all the terpenes. <laughs> yep. And you'll have completely two different highs. Yep. Food coma and regret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Is no, that I the mean... Gremis strain? The what? The Gremis strain. <laughs> <laughs> the grimace strange. Yeah. No, but it, it, you know, the, I do think that um, when people become more, you know, more in tuned with nature and food, and you know, what to consume, I think that people, more individuals, will start looking at the back of these boxes of these processed foods, and you know, they'll start kind of realizing what you know, what has happened. And I, I tell people, if you just stay away from the whole middle of the food of the grocery store and you just stick to the outside, you right, know, right. Then, th then you'll, you know, you'll, you'll be a lot healthier. And, you mm. know, some people are like, Oh, I don't care for it. This is cheaper. Well, uh, it's not going to be in the long run because you're going to be spending that all that money in the hospital. If your insurance even covers it. And... If your insurance even covers it. And you know, yep. then we all know insurance companies are right now. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I want to thank you so much for doing the interview, T. You are amazing. And definitely. Uh, and thank you for having me. And uh, 
<clears throat> I would love, I don't know if you would do this, but I would love to have like one of your recipes so I could put on the website as a blog and then something, you know, whatever. Sure. With a link to your website to buy the book and whatever you want me to put up on there. I want to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I could shoot one over to you uh, via email today. Awesome. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. But uh, I want to thank you so much. Uh, we do have a sponsor that actually does uh, uh, CBD. They're the Connecticut's first and only craft CBD store. So we'd love to send you out some of uh, their stuff, which I'll send to you. All right. As a that thanks for doing good. an interview. Yeah, that sounds great. And uh, I'll get the video and recipe over to you guys within uh, probably sometime tomorrow. All right. You're the best. And then I'll send you over the podcast when it's done. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Have Bye. a good night. All right, you too. All right. Stay high. We will. All right. Bye. All right, Modern Problem Show. That was Edible D. Tune in next week. We have Soramar Estrada, holistic healer and uh, life coach. Soramar Estrada, we have her in studio. Uh, the week after that, we have uh, Tosh Neal. Ooh, yeah, that's going to be a good one. He's got a brand new single, Something Ain't Right. Uh, from the London Souls. Killer. Um, and then the week after that, we have uh, Lexus Fox. Mm. And then the week after that, we have Michael Lohan. Don't ride the snake. And that's it. So tune in next week. Same. Same. Modern. 